And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man, Bungie? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry map. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360 will conclude the Jack Benny program with special guest Peter Lorre from 1946. Then Boris Karloff stars in one of the most famous episodes from the Lights Out series, Cat Wife. You won't want to miss it. And by my side is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hi. Hey, what's happening in Hollywood? Well, we've got Jamie Lee Curtis. She's oh, got yeah. two very exciting projects going on right now. Really? The first one, I will fill you in. Yeah. She is going to reprise her role in the horror sequel film of Halloween. Yes. Which will be released October 19th. Wow. And this is the 11th installment in the Halloween franchise. Come on, 11. Yeah, 11. Um, it's a direct sequel to the 1978 film Halloween, and it's set 10 years after the original film. Wow. Yep. So it's not set today, then. Correct. It must be set like in the 80s or something like that. Something like very, that. Very, very interesting. In addition, interesting. Uh, she has a new book out. She is an author of 12 best-selling children's books. I had no idea. Yep. And it's Maybe because called, I was never a child. I was you, born an adult. And you don't have any children either. You just missed the whole right. darn thing. Right. Uh, the new book um, is just released in September, and it's called Me, My Selfie, and I. It's a cautionary <laughs> tale, and it's about a mother who begins obsessively taking selfies after she gets a like new smartphone you do, all the time, right? Lisa, something like Mike, that. Mike, does anybody take more pictures than Lisa Wolf? Well, they're not of. selfies, though. Well, a lot of them are. No, I don't Mike, do that. Has anyone taken? Is anyone that you know take more pictures than Lisa? Yes. Well, she has a photographer following her yeah, around all the so time. I don't need to do the selfie thing, but it's a cautionary tale. So you know, in the end of the book, they realize that that may not be the best way. Yeah. All so right. Well, check uh, it out if you, you ever. You and have Jamie kids. Lee ought to be pals. You we should, should be. You know, Jamie Lee, if you're listening, because we are on KRLA yeah, in Los give Angeles. Me a call. Give Let's Lisa hang a call, out. and then you guys could take selfies together. Terrific. Yeah. Perfect. And I'm won't surprised you know what a selfie is. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I am not up on technology. You're all right. We about did not that. know that. All right. Well, thanks, Lisa Wolf. I'm going to see Halloween for sure. Good. Definitely. Let me know what Jamie you Jamie Lee Curtis. She's fantastic. Remember trading places of with course. her? Oh, Freaky gosh. Friday. She's just amazing. Right? I love her. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. All right. Well, last time we began listening to the Jack Benny program. Special guest Peter Laurie. Let's go back to March 24th, 1946 for the conclusion to the Jack Benny program. A match? I'm sorry, I don't have one, but I'll let you use my cigarette lighter. Thank you, you're very kind. Hey, you, come back with that lighter. Give me that. All right, all right. Here's your lighter. I thought you just wanted to light a cigarette. I do, but my cigarette is home. <laughs> oh, yeah? Then why were you running toward the railroad station? My home is in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh? Yes. I married a smudge pot. Smudge pot? Now, wait a minute. You were trying to steal my cigarette lighter. No, I wasn't. 
As a matter of fact, I'd like to buy it. I'll give you $20,000 for it. $20,000? Well, I don't want to take advantage of you. I'll tell you what. I'll throw in an extra flint. <laughs> thank you, thank you, sir. Well, here's the money. A $20,000 bill. Well, so long, mister. I hope you enjoy the lighter. Oh, uh, uh, just a moment. I, I also admire that uh, necktie you are wearing. My necktie! I know it sounds fantastic, but he bought my tie for $17,000. And then he bought my shirt, my shoes, and my suit. And I gave him my last stitch of clothing, this mysterious stranger. Handed me $194,000 and two balloons. <laughs> Having no clothes, I blew up the balloons and danced my way home. <laughs> Next day, I met the little man for a second time. Again, he gave me fabulous prices for my clothes, and again, I danced my way home. On the third day, the same thing happened. I was not only getting richer, but I was dancing better. <laughs> More than a mere coincidence. A bond developed between us. Two weeks later, I was sitting in the kitchen having breakfast with my wife and my three lovely children, Anaheim, Azusa, and Cuca. <laughs> the little man had not yet come downstairs. Yes, he was living with us. Come on, children, finish your breakfast. That's right, children, eat every bit of it. But, Dowdy, I'm tired of this silly old caviar. <laughs> why can't we have oatmeal like we used to? Because we're rich, that's why. Now, hurry up or you'll be late for school. Where's Junior? Oh, he's out in the backyard making mud pies out of butter. Oh. <laughs> Heaven's sake, doesn't he know he's going to ruin his mink overalls? Anyway, he's been out there long enough. Junior, Junior, get ready for school. Oh, Daddy, I don't want to go to that new school. I bought it and you'll go to it. <laughs> now, get ready. You know, darling, things just haven't been the same since that stranger came to live with us. He frightens me. There's something weird about him. You know, I've been feeling the same. Shh. Quiet, here he comes now. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Did you... Sleep well? Yes, I did. Nah. <laughs> uh, sit down. Thank you. I, I'm sorry I'm late for breakfast, but I, I overslept. <laughs> I was out on a party last night. A party? Well, how do you feel this morning? <laughs> oh, well, have some tomato juice. <laughs> yes, I'll get you some. Well, you know, I envy you, too. Oh, a beautiful home and lovely children. Haven't you any children? No. I married a smudge pot. <laughs> oh, then you have no children? No. But we are lousy with oranges. <laughs> oh. Uh, by the way, I, I don't feel I should live here any longer without paying you rent. How much do you want? Well, I'm no good at these things. Let's forget it. Oh, no, 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 I insist. Would, uh, 
A million dollars a week be enough? <laughs> well, with or without meal? <laughs> oh, uh, with meals. That'll be three dollars extra. <laughs> I'll be glad to pay for it. Glad! Things like this were happening every day. Had gone money mad. Money, money, money. My, life, my wife left me. And so did my three lovely children. Atchison, Topeka, and Irving. <laughs> they ran off with a Harvey girl. And I didn't care I had my money. I had accumulated millions of dollars, which I kept in my shoes. I was now 11 feet 6 I begged the OPA to raise the ceiling One day As I was sweeping some loose chains Under the rug he came in. Now cut that out. Hello, my friend. I have a present for you. A brand new $10,000 bill. $10,000 bill? Let me have it. Get it to me quick. I gotta have it. All right, all right. But be careful how you handle it. The ink is still wet. Don't worry. I'll... The ink is still wet. Wait a minute. You mean you've been printing this money yourself? Certainly doesn't everybody. <laughs> oh, so that's it. I must have been blind not to see through this whole scheme. My life is ruined. I lost my wife and my three lovely children. Sarah, Toga, and Trunk. <laughs> I thought I was rich. But I haven't got a tie or a shirt or a suit. All I got is money, 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 and all counterfeit. You've even got my cigarette lighter, and I, like a fool, threw in an extra flint. Yes, you are a fool. Do you think I'd really pay $17,000 for a necktie? $22,000 for your button shoes? Now, wait a minute. Yes, you are a fool. Do you think I'd give you $500 for a dinner when I could get the same thing at Ciro's for $400? <laughs> Of course that money was counterfeit. And those balloons you gave me weren't any good either. They broke on the sunset bus and embarrassed me. <laughs> and for all this time, you were nothing but a counterfeit. Now, what's the difference? We can still do business. I can print the money and you can get rid of it for Never, me. never, never. I'll kill you first. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill you. Get your hands up. I go. Take me away. Take don't kill me. I'll give you back your clothes. My clothes? What good are they now? You've had the pants short. <laughs> and the coat taken in. You even cut off the belt in the back. <laughs> Stop choking me. Why must I always die at the end? <laughs> I killed him. And as I finished telling my story, the warden looked at me and said, It's 5.30. Shall we go? <laughs> yes. And 
so, as I walked through the little green door, I thought of my three lovely children. Fickle, finger, and face. <laughs> I stand condemned. Gee, that was... What a swell book. That guy's a great writer. Fickle finger of fate. I gotta remember that. Ladies and gentlemen, next Sunday we'll be with you again broadcasting from the permanent Army Air Base at March Field. Well, Peter Laurie, I want to thank you very much for appearing on my program tonight. It's a pleasure to be here, Jack. I may not see you later, so I want to pay you for your performance right now. Here you are. $3,000. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Be careful how you handle it. The ink is still wet. (laughs) And that's the Jack Benny program for March 24th, 1946. Jack Benny and all his gang with special guest Peter Laurie. Now listen to Jack Benny's cast. I mean, talk about the best of the best. Eddie Rochester Anderson, Phil Harris, Mary Livingston, Dennis Day, Mel Blank, Frank Nelson, and of course Don Wilson, his longtime announcer. Sponsored by Lucky Strike, although we removed all of the Lucky Strike commercials as heard on NBC. When we come back, a real treat. Lights out, starring Boris Karloff. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club, where each month you'll receive 10 of the greatest shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first five-CD collection of 10 classic radio shows, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $4.99. Each month I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows of all time from my library of 100,000 shows and send them to you on five CDs. And I promise they'll be superior sound quality and and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com and we'll rush you your first five-CD collection with ten of the greatest classic radio shows of all time for only $4.99. Your first collection will feature Abbott & Costello, Sam Spade, Dimension X, Escape, Fibber McGee & Molly, Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel, Inner Sanctum, Jack Benny, and Suspense. You're going to love the Classic Radio Club. Learn how to join at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari across about 200 radio stations coast to coast. Don't miss joining the Classic Radio Club. We want you to be a Classic Radio Club member. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com. Check it out. Get your first 5-CD, 10 Classic Radio Show collection with liner notes for only $4.99. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com. All right, it's time now for Lights Out. Originally, Willis Cooper was the creator of this series, but uh, after a few years, Arch Obler came in, and he really made the series his own. And he wrote this story called Cat Wife about a man's wife who turns into a human-sized cat. And it was a very popular episode. It goes back to a broadcast date of April 6, 1938. Here's Catwife on Lights Out. The National Broadcasting Company takes pleasure in presenting Mr. Boris Karloff in the third of a special series of anniversary Lights Out broadcasts. Tonight, at the urgent request of hundreds of listeners, we bring you a repeat broadcast of the strange play which you have chosen as a highlight of all the Lights Out series 
Cut. Why? Lights out. Everybody. in the next room, Annie. Oh, that guy. What does he know about having fun? Work, work, work. Makes me sick where I've never been sick before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Get sick around. Let's have some more fun. Oh, you yeah. can't Shabby. stop me. Oh, no, 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 we have the most marvelous song I've ever He's only my husband. Oh, Get out of here, you. Screaming like a pack of alley cats. And you the worst of all. I'm through, Linda. I'm through with you for good. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. Keep away from me. Keep away. Oh, Linda. <laughs> See? You're not through with me at all. You'll never be through with me. Your wife. What do you think I married you? 
I thought you loved me. I married you because I was sick of working in a two-bit barbershop. Because I was sick of living in a hall bedroom wearing bargain sale dresses. I wanted dough, plenty of it, all I could get. You were the best chance to get it that came my way. No, no, Linda, you did love me. You must have loved me. I loved you about as much as that canary out there loves his cage. I told myself I'd stay with you a year. Divorce you, stick you for plenty of alimony, and then get out. We've been married five years. Yeah, five years. Because you fooled me, that's why. I fooled you? Yes. Huh. You started to make a lot of money. More money than I ever thought you could make. <laughs> so you're giving me the air, huh? No, no, Linda, I love you. I'll always love you. I didn't mean what I said. Well, I did. Oh, no, Linda, don't leave me. You're no good. I know you're no good, but heaven help me, I love you. I'll never love anybody else. Get out of my way. No, no, I, I won't let you go. You've got to stay. Take your hands off me. You're no good. You've cost me my self-respect. But you'll stay with me, you'll stay with me, or I'll cut you off without a cent. <laughs> you won't get a dime from me, not a dime. Stop that. Stop laughing. Oh, you Sam. <laughs> You fat-headed Sam. <laughs> Stop that. So you're going to cut me off without a cent, are you? Oh, you fool. I've got everything that belongs to you now. You hear me? Everything. What are you talking about? What are you saying? This house. It's in my name, isn't it? The car. It's in my name, isn't it? I know, but... Oh, no, you... You wouldn't. Oh, wouldn't I? Well, listen to this, my darling husband. I cleaned out the bank account yesterday. No. Every cent of it. I won't be in the street. You will. Now, this is my house. Get your things and get out of here. Uh, I'll kill you. No, stop I'll it. kill Don't you. Don't you come near me. Let me go. Let me go. Ah! Ah! Oh. You touch me again, I'll tear your eyes out. You cat. Get out of my way. That's what you are, a cat. A big, white, heartless cat. You think like one, you screech like one, you claw like one. You even look like one. A cat, that's what you are, a great white cat. I didn't marry a woman. I married a cat. Keep it up, keep it up. You're doing swell. Laugh at me. Go on, laugh at me. But you're a cat. A sneaking, yowling cat. Listen up there. You stop saying it. A cat. A cat. You hear me? A cat. Stop staring at me like that. Stop staring at me. John. What's happening to me? John. My head. I can hardly see. John, help me. John. Linda! What are you staring at? What are you staring at? What are you... Meow! Linda! Linda! That's the first portion of Lights Out, starring Boris Karloff. More after these words.
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now let's get back to Lights Out. Oh, now, John, you've got to control yourself. Everything will be all right. Oh, Doctor, what have I done? What have I done? John, please, pull yourself together. You're not entirely to blame for what's happened. What will I do? I did it. I'm to blame. Stop talking like that. It's preposterous to say you're to blame. She was hysterical, John. And the suggestion that she was a cat caught her in an unguarded moment and resulted in a temporary neurosis. Oh, Doctor, she's got to get well. She's got to. Of course, she'll be all right. A little rest, quiet, and in a few days it'll all be forgotten. Did she... Is she sleeping? Yes. I gave her a sedative. She, she's resting very comfortably. Can I go in and see her? But I tell you, she's sleeping, John. I know, but... Oh, I've got to see her. I've got to look at her. I've got to make sure she's all right. Don't you see? I've got to make sure... Now, John, please. You've had a hard time of it. You'd better get to bed and get some rest. Oh, no, Doctor, listen to me. I, I've got to see her again. I, I've got to make sure that she's all right. I can't rest until I know. I tell you... Oh, very well. Just for a moment. Yes. Be very quiet. Yes. There. You see? She's resting very nicely. <gasps> Doctor. Look. Hands. Look at her hands. They're, they're claws. Her teeth. Her teeth. Linda. No, 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 John. You'll waken her. Linda. Oh, uh, listen to her. Steady, John. I can't stand it. I tell you, I can't. She's Linda. She's my wife, my beautiful wife. Linda! Linda! Sorry, John. It, it's all right. I guess I'm going a little crazy myself. What's happening to her? What is it? I don't know, John. I don't know. Listen to her. You've got to do something, Doctor. You've got to. You're my friend. You've got to help me. What? In the name of all that's rational, what? To think there must be something you could do, a drug, something, anything. Oh, John, I, I don't know what to say. I, I can't think. I'll call in someone else. That's it. I'll inform the authorities. They'll take care of everything. Oh, no, wait. What, what's the matter? What is it? You're going... To inform the authorities? Yes. Yes, of course, John. Don't you see it's the simplest way out? Way out? Of course, of course. For you and for me. What do you mean? John, this horrible thing that's happened to Linda, it, it goes beyond just you and me. It goes beyond the normal into the supernatural. Everyone should know about it. The world should know about it, sir. You mean you're going to let everybody know what's happened to Linda? Of course I am. But you can't do that. She's my wife. Do you hear me? My wife. No, no, no. Now, don't get excited again, John. Listen sensibly. We owe it to science. Science? Who cares about science? She's Linda. She's my wife. And I cursed her to God to turn her into a yowling beast. 
It's my shame, mine. And you're not going to tell a living soul about it. No one, you hear me? No one. It's my duty, John. I must inform the authorities. No, no. Keep open that phone. Keep away, I say. I'm sorry, John. Oh. John. My friend. Try to sleep, darling. Try to sleep. Yes, yes, I, I know, I know, darling. But, but it's almost morning. You must rest. <gasps> sleep, Linda. Sleep, my beloved. All right. All right, darling. I've got to be strong. I've got to help you. And I did help you. He was going to tell them about you. Everyone. They'd have taken you away from me. Locked you up. Pointed at you. Laughed at you. But I stopped him, Linda. I stopped him for you. He called me. Friend. But you're my wife, my beloved, and I love you. I've pleased you, haven't I, my darling? I never could please you before, could I? And now I've pleased you. I killed him, Linda. I killed my friend to save you. And if anybody comes, I'll say he never came here. And no one will know, darling. No one but you and I. What is it, darling? What's the matter? Why are you getting up? What is it? Why go to the window? What do you want? If I could only understand you, if I could only know what you're trying to say to me. Oh, oh no! Oh, Linda! Linda, stop! I beg you to stop! Linda, beloved, stop! 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 Yes, I'm coming, I'm coming. Morning, Mr. Taylor. Oh, it's you. I found this note saying you wanted to talk to me. Gee, I hope you're not going to quit taking milk from me, Mr. Taylor. I know I've been kind of late with deliveries the last couple of days, but you see, it's my no, horse. No, no, I'm not going to stop taking milk. That's what I want to see you about. I want milk, more milk, cream, everything. Oh, sure, sure. How much do you want? Oh, four bottles of milk. No, 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 six. Six? Yes, and cream. Six bottles of cream. Is, is something wrong, Mr. Taylor? Wrong? Why do you think something's wrong? Well, I only meant... You meant what? Speak up. You meant what? Oh, now, don't get sore, Mr. Taylor. I just meant, well, you don't look so good, and... Well, you know how it is. Sometimes a fellow has a couple too many, and he starts ordering all the milk in the world. <laughs> you fool. I'm not drunk. 
You want to sell me that milk, or do I have to get another milkman? No, 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 I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. Hurry. Six quarts, six cream. Only him and his old lady. The guy's nuts. Drink the milk, my beloved. Please. But you haven't eaten anything. You're hungry. You must be hungry. Oh, my darling, what do you want? I'll get you anything, anything. Just eat. No. Uh, no, I can't let you out of the room. I can't. Someone might come to the door. They'd see through the window. Oh, be patient, Linda, darling. I'll think of something. I... Oh, drink the milk for your own good, Linda. Please. No, 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 dearest. Don't do that. All right. All right, dear. All right. I'll let you into the dining room. But you've got to stay away from the window. If someone should see you. Here. Let me carry you. All right, darling. All right. I, I won't. I won't. Go yourself. Go yourself. You see, my darling, your pretty living room, everything in it just the way you fixed it. Everything. Oh, Linda, Linda, this horrible thing that's happened to us. I tell myself it isn't real. I'll wake up soon and everything will be the way it used to be. You and I. Linda, where are you? Oh, Linda, don't! Don't, 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 Linda! Linda! Don't touch my purse! Linda! Linda, how could you do it? How could you do it? Oh, good morning, Mr. Taylor. Early again this morning, ain't you? Morning. Uh, ever since you sent your wife to the country, my first customer every morning for the last three days you've been. Like I was saying to my wife this morning, I said, Yes, yes, Mr. Heinrich, some other time. I'm in a hurry. My order, please. Yeah, yeah, but you ain't give me no order yet. How about a nice steak, what you can broil? No, no, nothing like that. But to broil a steak? Ah, oh, I tell you, that's nothing. When my wife, she goes to the country, that's what I always make for myself. Uh, you lay the steak in the pan, and then you light the I I'm in a hurry, I tell you. Sure, you're all right, all right. You don't have to get so high blood pressure, Mr. Taylor. If you will tell me what you want, by God, I'll give it to you. Well, uh, I... I don't know exactly a... Oh, a couple of pounds of liver. Yes, that's it. Fresh liver. What? Again? You heard me. Sure, sure, I heard you. But by golly, for three days, ever since your wife, she went away. You, you, you eat nothing but liver. Are you going to fill my order? Sure, sure, sure. I will fill your order. There. Did you ever see such nice fresh liver? Huh? Oh, two pounds? Jawohl. There we are. By golly, it could be you was raising a cat or something. 
Why do you say that? Well, every day you buy liver. <laughs> this morning I catched a couple of mouses in a trap. Maybe you like to take them along for the cat too, huh? Don't say that! Don't say that! Mr. Taylor, the liver, you forgot! Hmm. By golly, that man is verrückt. Now, what did I say that was wrong? Cats like to eat mouses. Dearest Linda, close to me, close to me. Oh, my darling, my darling. It's better this way. You can't leave me now. I'll have you with me always. I'll keep you here, just you and I. I won't answer it. They'll go away. All right, I'll answer it. No, no, stay here, my beloved. They mustn't see you. Be very quiet. Be very quiet. Yes, yes, I'm coming, I'm coming. Well, what is it? What is it? Are you the owner of this building? Yes, what do you want? Kerrigan is the name. I'm your neighbor. I've got that place across the alley from you. Neighbor? Yeah, Kerrigan is my name. I'm with the department. The department? Yes. I'm desk sergeant at the third district station. Policeman? Yes. I'm off duty today, so I thought I'd drop over and speak to you. Uh, do you mind if I step in for a moment? Step in? Oh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. Huh? Uh, thank you. Well, you got a nice place here. Yes, yes, nice. Very nice. You know, the same contractors made this place as made mine. You didn't know that, I'll bet. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. Irishman by the name of Gil Hooley. He put up all these bungalows along here on nothing but Blarney and the shoestring. Jumped out of the story window, they tell me, the day after the stock market crash. <laughs> Lucky for him. If he was alive now, some of the people around here... The bad places only would murder him. What was the trouble they're having? Trouble? Say, now, speaking of trouble, reminds me why I come over. If you don't mind, I'll tell you. Yes? No, no, it ain't me that's complaining, Mr. Taylor. I'm the kind of man that can sleep in a boiler factory. But it's me, Katie. Ah, there's a light sleeper for you. I always say that if a star in heaven twinkles too much, the noise wakes up me, Katie. What? What is the trouble? Well... You know how the women are. Always finding something to make a fuss about. Hey, I'm not disturbing her, am I? Huh? Yeah. You know, you're missy. She's not sleeping in the bedroom, lady. No, no, of course not. There's no one in there. I thought maybe seeing the door is closed. Oh, no, I tell you, there's no one in there. My, my wife, she's out of town. Oh, well, that's fine. That's fine. I, I always like to talk things over man to man without the women around. The women are all right, I says, but they don't know how to straighten our little troubles with neighbors without calling names and pulling hair. <laughs> oh, what is it? What's wrong? What do you want to tell me? Well, to put it plain, it's the cat. Cat? Yeah, the cat. You just got it, didn't you? You. 
You heard a cat? Yeah. Started a few nights ago. Now, it ain't just a mean one, like I said, but, but Miss Katie, where do you see our bedroom window faces? Right on the alley. And by golly, she hears every meow that animal makes. You, you're wrong. Eh? I have no cat. But, but Miss Katie heard. I heard it too, for that matter. I have no cat. But I'm telling you, it come right from this house. I tell you, I have no cat. Isn't that sufficient? Well, now, seeing as you put it so plain, I'll be speaking up plain myself. I'm telling you, I heard a cat yowling last night, and the night before, and the night before that. And as soon as my name is Thomas Kerrigan, they come right to this house. Now, what do you say to that? Get out. Now, wait a second, Mabel Cole. Wait a second. Don't get on your high horse. Get out. Well, now, see here. I'm not saying you're lying. I'm just thinking maybe the animal's caught in your cellar without you knowing it. Now, if you let me go down... I tell you, there's no cat here. Get out. Get out of here. Oh, it's like that, is it? You heard me. Get out of my house. Well, you sure are making a lot of noise about nothing, young fella. But it's your house. And if that's the kind of neighbor you want to be, I guess... What? What are you standing there for? Get out. Get out. Now, just a minute. Take it easy. No cat, eh? Well, what was that I just said? Nothing at all. You've got no right Mister, to... Mister, you may not be a liar, but you sure are something close to it. If that ain't a cat in that bedroom there, then I ain't never heard of it. Get out! Get out of here! Oh, no, I won't. Listen to that cat. If that ain't creating a public nuisance, I'd like to know what it is. It's none of your business. This is my house. Get out of here! Now, stop pulling at me, me bucko. I may be off duty, but I'm still an officer of the law. And I'm telling you, that cat, you got an air violating the city ordinance. Now, if you don't make it shut up, disturbing me, Katie, I will. Uh, stay away from that door. Stay away from that door. Hey. Listen to it. That ain't no cat you got in there. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I lied. It is a cat. Just a cat. But I'll make it be quiet, but go away. Go away. Wait a minute. Take it easy. If it's just a cat, what are you getting so excited? No, I'm not. I'm not. Look at you. Your eyes are blazing. What's going on here? I think I'll have a look. No, no. Stay away. Oh, no. No. Get away. Take it away. No, I told you. I told you to go. Big one. If I only had big one. You'll never use it. Never. Keep away from it. Help. 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 I asked you to go, didn't I? I asked you to. Didn't I, Linda? You heard me. You heard me asking. Linda. Linda, what's the matter? What are you going to do? Linda, keep away from him. What are you going to do? No, no, Linda. Get away from him. Linda, Linda. Stop. Stop. Oh, my eyes. My eyes. My Thank <laughs> you. 
me find that gun. I dropped it here somewhere. Let me find it. Got it. Got it. Yes, yes. Press close to me. I can't see you. Press close to me. I mustn't miss. There. Stretch claw. What does it matter? You cursed animal. You've taken everything from me. My eyes, my life. Now I'll take. <laughs> Linda! I heard, my beloved, I heard you. I'm coming with you. Wait for me, Linda, my beloved. Wait. Lights out with Boris Karloff and written especially for radio by Arch Obler comes to you each Wednesday from our Chicago studios. This is the National Broadcasting Company. And that's Lights Out from April 6, 1938, with Catwife starring Boris Karloff. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's take a quick break, then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club, where each month you'll receive 10 of the greatest shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first five-CD collection of 10 classic radio shows, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $4.99. Each month I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows of all time from my library of 100,000 shows and send them to you on five CDs. And I promise they'll be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com and we'll rush you your first five-CD collection with 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time for only $4.99. Your first collection will feature Abbott and Costello, Sam Spade, Dimension X, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel, Inner Sanctum, Jack Benny, and Suspense. You're going to love the Classic Radio Club. Learn how to join at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next week, it's Quiet, Please, The Great Gildersleeve, The Screen Director's Playhouse, Suspense, The Burns and Allen Show, and The Sealed Book. For my team here at Hollywood 360, thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. <laughs>